What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Logos Podcast. I am Joey. I'm Sam. I'm Max. Uh, today, we are going to have the privilege of hearing from Max. Uh, we want to get to know him a little bit, kind of learn where he's from, who he is, and uh, how he got to be where he is today. So uh, he's going to uh, share his story with us. What's up, guys? Uh, as Joey said, uh, my name is Max. Um, I'm, uh, I'm 23 years old, so I was... I was born and, and raised in a really good Catholic Catholic home. Uh, more or less, you know, everybody everybody's parents has their issues. Would be faults. It would Not be mine. Mine are perfect. <laughs> it'd be uh, faults to say that like my parents had everything figured out, especially at their age. My goodness, but nonetheless, I, I was I was given really good roots. You know, my my parents are practicing Catholics. Uh, you were really a big part of the charismatic movement. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that in the church. So yeah, they were a big part of that, and so I was always involved in it, right? Went to my catechesis classes, went to mass, went to, you know, all kinds of church events. And so, needless to say, like my background kind of springs from that, mm-hmm. born and raised in it. And, Bro, tell me, you speak Spanish too? Si hablo un poquito español, gracias por escuchar mi voz. Ojalá que les guste. We're gonna need the native Spanish speakers to verify that that was real Spanish. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah so like, so yeah so i come from a mexican descent so uh mi gente gracias um anyway so uh, <laughs> so yeah I, I was raised in a catholic home and you know i would i would be lying if i said my like my discernment my towards the priesthood came like oh i was like six years old and i was in mass and then there was like this light that came into my eyes and like saint paul i just knew it was god <laughs> that's like not the case with me <laughs> no. you know actually uh, I, has that ever happened <laughs> i don't know dude I, but like we you know we have this idea that like god's gonna tell you this is your wife you know this is this is your path of life you know yeah. this is the okay and that's just not what happened with me and as a matter of fact i actually did not think about like the priesthood or any religious vocation um until really my um my my college my college life so in high school you know i was i was involved in the band i was on the drum line so i was like the cool kid of the band whatever that means and so like uh that's that's an oxymoron uh, debatable but anyways (laughs) so i was really involved i've always music art uh you know like tech you know i started off uh, as a computer science I major in college and, and uh, transferred over to marketing, but nonetheless, I always had this kind of creative side to me, and so music really was uh, was an expressive uh, way for me to kind of an outlet, and I, and I really enjoyed it. And so, you know, and uh, I didn't have the best middle middle school and high school experience, to be honest with you. I was kind of a, uh, I was an overweight kid, right? And so, that comes with its natural elementary difficulties, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, people make fun of you, you make fun of yourself, all of a sudden you don't, you have low self-esteem and it just wasn't a good like dynamic. So I didn't have the, the best, but, uh, and that wasn't, that was a middle school. But as, as I grew older, I kind of, uh, you know, I had, had a friend particularly that really kind of helped me and, uh, he, he probably doesn't know it. And I actually haven't gave him the formal thanks and I probably should, but he really kind of helped me move out of, draw me out of myself, right. And, and help me be healthier with my lifestyle and, and be more confident in myself and kind of approach life more enthusiastically. And so, um, so yeah, so I started losing a lot of weight. Uh, I started playing sports and I had always played soccer for most of my life. And like I did swimming, soccer and stuff in elementary school and even in high school some, but uh, I started taking those a little bit more serious on my off time, whether I played on the team or not. Nonetheless, they really, they, they helped me out uh, to, to get in this confidence. And so I was, I was on the drum line. I was drum line captain for some time and, and also, you know, I was playing soccer and I enjoyed it. So I, I'd always had it in my mind that I wanted to to do band in college. 
So I yeah. worked towards that, right? What you? Uh, what was your instrument in band? Uh, so I was on a drum line. So, okay. Gotcha. So whatever, anything, anything. Ah, you're one of those. Anything, guys. anything drum. Yes, we were playing until like 11 p.m. and everybody in the in the college town would hear our drums banging just away. So yes, yeah, so like, <laughs> anyways, so like I, I did that. I, I like I prepared myself, you know, for high school. You know, similar like to like you know Joey and Sam. Like I, I everything. My parents took me to all kinds of practices, all kinds of private lessons, and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and so. Uh, and my, you know, at the time I, the brand program I was a part of was, was really good, was renowned, was big, you know, was advancing. And so I was like, I, I want to do this. You know, I got a drum instructor that went to the college that I wanted to go to. And he kind of, I kind of became his quote unquote disciple and he kind of trained me and prepared me for this thing I wanted to do. So anyways, I, I decided to enter into this college and I, I did the, the whole, the drumline experience, um, for a year. And it's like pretty intense in college. It is. Like it is. Yeah. yeah so like, I, that's kind of crazy. I didn't, I hadn't heard about the practices and stuff, but yeah, man. I mean, it's a dedication, you know, um, it definitely requires maturity, which I think the, the level of maturity required for where I was, I wasn't like that dedicated as a weird. I feel like most 18 year old boys are super mature. That's crazy. You're probably right. <laughs> that's kind of my experience as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, you're right. So anyway, so I was not, sorry, I wasn't like most 18 year old boys, but anyway, so I get to college and, um, I'm doing this, this thing I love, this, this thing I love, uh, you know, band music, uh, I was making good relationship with friends. I was uh, kind of this new guy, right? I, I have this new identity. I don't have any of my old high school or middle school attachments. All that's gone. I'm a new man. I'm, I'm, I'm the new man on campus. I know two of my good buddies, you know, I was coming in with uh, from, from my former high school and we were like neighbors in, you know, the dorm and stuff. And so anyways, I did this, this band thing and I didn't, I was like, this is cool and all, but like, I want to, I want to do something cool. Like, you know, like have that college experience. And so at the time in the band on the drum line, a couple guys in a fraternity mm. and so they knew i like to be social you know they knew i like to hang out they know yeah. like i you know i was I, I i like i was i thought i was much cooler than i actually was and That's so still, still the case by okay the way. all right well all right. thanks bro appreciate that but anyway so like i second that <laughs> so basically like uh um this is happening and i could talk to him like look dude i don't think i want to be in the band anymore. This whole drumline thing, I'm over it. I don't want to do it. I've, I spent so much of my life on this. Most of my summers have been gone. And at that time, I was kind of considering maybe doing some like a world-class group, some drum corps. And, um, but I was like, nah, like, I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to dedicate any more of my time. To yeah. It. Can I ask where was, uh, what was your faith life like throughout all this, this process? So I'll be honest with you. Like, as I said, I was raised in a good Catholic home and, um, we were going to mass, um, Wednesdays and Sundays. Like that was a consistent thing, confession pretty regularly. So I was involved in the sacraments, although my heart wasn't, I was just there. I was like, whatever, I'm going to come here because if I don't, then my my mom and my dad are going to be, you know, ticked off all the time and they're not going to let me play Xbox and, (laughs) you know, my freaking lace chips are going to be hidden from me. And I love those (laughs) things so much, you know? (laughs) And so like, I was like, uh, I just did it just for, you know, utility purposes really. And so... It was there. It was existent. Yeah. Um, at least, uh, at least until high school. And actually, in high school, I was a very obedient kid. Mm. I really was not like, um, you know, there was a couple times I missed curfew, uh, which was 11 p.m. for me at the time. But mm. like for the most part, I was pretty obedient. Yeah. I, you know, my friends were out there doing their thing party, and I was kind of like staying home. I was like, no, you know, I'm a I'm a Catholic kid. I, right. I, I don't do that. You know, <laughs> you know, y'all like y'all like I'm cool. Y'all like y'all ain't y'all y'all don't even have faith like me. You know, <laughs> you know, and so like that was kind of my mindset. Um, but that that only worked for about no, it didn't work for very long, like a few <laughs> months at best. And so I get to college, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was just kidding about the Catholic thing. You know, right, like I was right, like, that's right. not really. So yeah, so to your, to your question, like when I entered college, that practice was 
very minimal. Like gotcha. I think I went to mass like on a handful of times with a couple of, of uh, uh, yeah, that year. Ash Wednesday, of course. I, I don't even know if I, yes, I did. No, no, no. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But I only went because a guy at the time was in the fraternity invited me to go to mass with him. Good for him. Thank yeah. you, guy. Wherever yeah, you are, you, guy. Yeah. you hear this? Yeah. Shout yeah. Shout out, guy. <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, so I left. I left the left the band. Uh, joined the fraternity, and I was in there until I um, graduated college. Pretty much, uh, I became inactive a couple or a few months before I graduated. But like, so I, you know, I, I left the, left the, uh, left the band into the fraternity and, you know, did the fraternity thing, you know, you party, you have bad relationships with people, you know, with, with, uh, girlfriends. Uh, you were social chair too, right? I was social chair. Yeah. Yeah. For, I think, I think a year, if I'm not mistaken, I was invo- involved with like, I was like, uh, involved with recruitment was known as like the rush committee. So I was like, I was like really involved with it. I even lived at the house for a year, actually my sophomore year, um, I was involved and so, needless to say, I, I had this bumping, no pun intended, um, uh, social life. Like, I, you know, I knew people. I was getting all kinds of connections, right, you know. I knew right. people in the, you know, like the the, the, um, the college's uh, student committees. And, I, yeah, I was pretty involved, you know. Yeah. Um, my grades were suffering a little bit for sure. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, well, okay, well, <laughs> they were. And um, they weren't. They weren't terrible, but they weren't definitely what I wanted to. And my scholarship demanded more mm. than, than what I was giving. And so, anyways, this happens. You know, I'm moving to the fraternity house uh, my sophomore year, and at least morally, um, I was really suffering. You know, I, I really was like a, a sense of like, like depression. You know, like I didn't even notice it at the time. I was really drawing into myself. Outwardly, I was like, I was partying and I was having a good time. You know, I was like, I, you know, I, I uh, yeah, so I was, I was. I was doing I was doing a good thing and uh, or so I, so I thought I you know I was living this college experience that I right, that I right. for, and then all of a sudden um, I I just I just like this isn't enough so cousin my sophomore year living at the fraternity house doing the thing there going into my junior year, and as it was actually then that um, my life began to look different. Hmm. Um, I had an experience um, um, over that happened. Um, in uh, October of 2017, gotcha. That uh, got me in some trouble. Oh, yeah, it got me in some trouble, and so, and, yeah, it involved some some stuff with the law. Okay. Yeah, and so unfortunately, like they kind of kind of started me something like Max, you've got to address something. Yeah, it's a wake up call. It is, and like I also noticed, I love my family. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so close to my family, and I hadn't noticed how much I dis- distanced myself. If you want to say sin, that's what sin does, right? It separates the person from himself and from the greater community. Right, right. Um, it affects the community and himself, but negatively, not positively, as we're meant to do. Yeah. And so, like at that point, like I was so involved in um, in impure things in my in my own life of all aspects that, like, I knew I needed to let it go. My mm-hmm. drinking habits had developed. Yeah. Some some substance, but it wasn't outlandish, but it's still enough to where I was not cognizant of a lot of things. You yeah. Know? Yeah. On top of the moral, um, irreprehensible things I was doing. And so, but anyways, this experience happened. And actually, when that experience happened, um, I still was like, oh, I want to party even more now. Until I actually went to a party that night. Um, And it wasn't until I entered that party that somebody like asked me jokingly. A friend asked me, dude, what are you doing here? You know, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
you know, it's like, this just happened to you. What's, what's going on? And initially I was like laughing. Like I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, whatever. Like, let's, let's get this thing going. And then all of a sudden, like, I felt like this deep, deep sorrow. It's like a pierce, like an instant pierce. And I left that night and I just like went to my room and I was like, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? I, I, I've been hiding from my parents, you know, like I'm almost losing my scholarships. I, I left, you know, the little aid I was getting from being, you know, in the band. Um, I detached myself from, from almost everybody. I was kind of in myself. And, uh, so I, I was like, whatever, like, God, I need your help right now. Like I'm, I'm not doing okay. And I didn't even notice until my brother told me one day, and this is my brother and I are super close. I love that guy, yeah. you know? Um, shout out to, to my brother. If you're listening to you, I love you, Lexus. So, um, so yeah, anyways, like he really helped me. And so at that time, my, my siblings had gone to like, a like, a a boarding school ran by Benedictine monks. And so I, uh, like, I didn't know where to go. Right. So like, I wasn't that close with my parish at the time and I didn't want to go home because if I went home into my parish there, like my parents and parishioners would think like, Oh, what's going on with this guy? You know, is he thinking about whatever? So, and then the, the, the on-campus college, like campus, like it wasn't that resound. It wasn't that lively. So I was like, I got to, so I, I got in touch with, uh, this religious order, not because I was interested in the religious order, but because I wanted somebody to guide me. I needed some guidance in my life. I didn't want to go to my parents. I was ashamed of what, you know, what was going on. And mm-hmm. so embarrassed. And so like I reached out to this religious community and they kind of took me under their wing, you know, give me small advices, pieces of advice just enough to keep me hungry and just enough to feed me at that moment. It was really God right? The grace of God was just constantly present. And I knew it, right? This is, this is when I started to notice that encounter with God. I started to notice that's how God works. He works through the most ordinary circumstances. Yeah. Right? Through, through others, through others. Yeah. Right. Like, like my brother's like, Hey, you need to go talk to this guy. And this guy said this, Hey, this guy recommended this. And so, um, my conversion really started, I would say my junior year. Um, I remember being really low, not only in that experience, but like I, intellectually, I was just like suffering. Like I hadn't studied most right. of my first two years of college, <laughs> I was just partying and just having a good old time, but I was letting my, my, my study suffer. And so I remember walking into one class and just feeling really like dumb, like bluntly said, I was just like, I'm so dumb. Like I haven't studied. <laughs> I, like, I literally, I don't remember the last time I'd read a book or like actually studied anything. And I get into class and the first thing a professor talks about, I still think this professor was Catholic. I never asked him. But I think he was because he started talking about it's Western civilization, uh, Western Civ two. Okay. And he started talking about no Western Civ one. And he started talking about um, Aristotle's four categories. Oh, yeah. Why? I don't know, because why would you talk about that in a secular university? That's like a talking like it's a w- historical perspective. Why he went into the philosophy of that? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's interesting. So the, so the conversion was an intellectual one, needless to say. It started from there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it was really a philosophical, like, kind of, oh, what is this? I don't, I don't know much. I don't even think I know the ABC, the alphabet right now. But I know <laughs> <laughs> what I'm interested uh, I'm interested in, in, in learning about this 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 uh, Aristotle guy that we're, that we're talking about here, you know? And so we started, I was like, man, this is fascinating. So I called my brother that day. I was like, yo, dude, listen, I know you're studying philosophy. Um, I know you're studying philosophy right now. Can you, can, can you, can you guide me? What's going on here? And yeah. so he did it. So he, he said, let me call you back later. I'm about to go to the soccer game. And so he did. Afterwards, he called me. He said, hey, Max, I'm going to recommend this book to you. It's called The Confessions by St. Augustine. If you haven't read The Confessions, stop what you're doing and go get The Confessions and read The Confessions. Yeah, but this is kind of important to you. Sorry, go ahead. My voice sounds pretty good. No, okay, okay my, I, my bad, my sorry. bad. Sorry. Anyway, so, <laughs> so anyway, so that, that book changed my life. St. Augustine, uh, God used St. Augustine 
um, as you, if we're going to use Aristotelian terms, as an instrumental cause of grace into my life. So far. Got it. Wow. He knows his ABCs. I know my ABCs. <laughs> and so, so he used St. Augustine's life um, to, to get to me. And so that happened. And I started going to church more. Like Sam, I started going to the chapel like you, Joey. Mm-hmm. Similar experiences. I mean, Dude, God, that's, that's what God draws us. All three of us that's true, have yeah. said that. You know? So God slowly started calling me uh, or drawing me to himself more. And so I started going to the chapel more. And between classes, I would go. Fasting was actually a big thing for me. Um, I don't know if y'all did much fasting, but I did. I did a lot of like little fasting. It's something my dad really handed on to me. He was, my guy's a man as a spiritual man. And that's one thing he, he taught me from a very young age. Fasting is very powerful. Wow. And it was. Yeah. And so yeah. I started trying that and kind of calling him for some aesthetic things. And so I started going to chapel and the priest noticed that I was going to the chapel often and he kind of got involved in my life and he started guiding me. And this, this man, this priest that I thought kind of lowly of whatever, like father Jim, he was, you know, he was smoking cigarettes all the time. And I was like, okay, this guy is not that serious about his vocation. You know, it's just like an outward judgment, whatever. Like it was false because this man changed my life. God used him um, to, to inform my life. And so kind of to wrap this up by the end of my um junior year i had left some unpure relationships i'd had with with uh with with a, with a girlfriend at the time and uh i had left some of my former ways i'd been sober for close to a year at that point um give or take i don't remember exactly but something like that um and so i, I was really trying at least to, to stay away from some of these habits i'd built and so, but he recommended to me when I first was going to visit him, dude, why are you coming to the chapel by yourself? I've seen you in here for like four months straight, like almost every day. What's going on? Talk to me. And he's like, you should consider the priesthood. I'm like, absolutely not. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Bye. Peace, peace. You That's just not- heard my confession. What do you mean you want me to go to the priesthood? <laughs> you did. This is, this is awful. And he's like, no, seriously, Max. And so I couldn't get out of my head like y'all too. Like yeah. what? No way. And so anyways, I, as it went on, I, uh, I took it serious and I visited and at that point, like I hadn't been very internally at peace until I visited the institution, you know, the, the seminary, I was looking around and mm-hmm. that was the first night in a long time I was able to sleep in peace. I just felt like an angelic presence. I just felt like God was there. Like, this is it. Like I was asking him for this, if this was really, and I did, yeah. I remember the exact spot where I felt God's presence. Um, here at seminary like I know where it's at and I, and I walk by it all the time just on purpose because like I knew God was there in that moment so that happened I uh, I applied to seminary for my diocese got accepted by the grace of God literally by the grace of God um, I don't know you know I have my faults and I'm still working on them as we all do as we all are right but God God used God used uh, my uh, my disadvantages my, my, my inconsistencies to to be consistent in, in his in his love and so um so interesting conclusion, and, I, and I'll leave it at this. One of the big signs that like God wanted me here, and I still don't know like what this means exactly, but the day I arrived to seminary, that priest that I had mentioned, Father Jim, um, the day I entered, I got a call that he passed away. I didn't know what to do with that information because I was like, wait, wait a second. I knew he was sickly. I had visited him two weeks prior. I'm part of me leaving. And so I knew he was sickly and I know he didn't have much time, but I was just like, I know that's father Jim. Like that was almost like his purpose. He was only a priest for three years. Okay. And that time he, he inspired almost four guys to enter seminary, right. Or, or monastic life. And there's three years of his priesthood. And as much as I judged him, I judged him so wrongly that I knew God used him directly for my life. And so like to say, like I asked for a sign, what more clear sign could I have than that timely or untimely death and, and and i know he's he's constantly praying for me still 
you know, um, and he was a very strong man, courageous man. He really challenged me, which is what I needed at the time. And so, yeah, guys, it started with something so simple, you know, um, and then prayer and God's grace, the sacraments became very vital to me. I was attracted to him, to what he was doing and other priests that I was, you know, the religious that were in my life at that time. And thanks, thanks be to God, to them and, and my family that really guided me and kind of gave me the, the fruits, the fruits. Um, so, and thanks, thanks, thanks be to the glory of God that he guided me kind of out of that lifestyle and it's transforming still to this day, you know? Um, and like, like you, like, yo guys, I was very attracted to the vocation of marriage, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, as, as a priest once said, I too am a raging celibate. <laughs> and so, you know, like that's, that's the case, but we offer it up to God and we ask him to purify us and to give us the strength and the courage and to really act on this. Um, it's really an act of faith to walk towards this priest, the, the priesthood that we think God's calling us to. So. Thank you guys for having me. I don't. I hope that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate you uh, telling your story and being uh, pretty authentic with it. Uh, Let us in kind of a glimpse of what was going on. I, I really do appreciate that. So thanks for coming on, man. And uh, I guess we'll close out that episode. And uh, hope to see you again. And as always, uh, God bless. <laughs> <laughs>